All right, my friend, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Okay. How are you doing, Kendall? I'm doing awesome, awesome. Um, cool. Our weather is actually almost desert beautiful out here right now. Oh, is it? Yeah, I heard it was foggy there this morning, though. I don't know if you've got any of that. It was t just a teeny bit foggy, It was, but it, we're yeah. in the low 80s, and it's blue skies, it's gorgeous out here. Nice, yeah, same here. Okay, cool. So um, please introduce yourself and give uh, a little bit of background. I'm Paul Kaplan and I uh, run a real estate team out here in the desert. I've been here for 20 years, um, moved here from Pasadena around uh, 2001. Um, so, and I have a team of about 30 agents and we cover all over the desert. So we, we've, uh, are usually ranked number two in sales in, uh, in our district. And then we just recently merged with Indeville Homes, which was number one. So now we're a private client effort. Both, uh, now you're now you're the now you're the big bag Mac Daddy in the Palm area. Yeah. I'm still the number one. And also, uh, uh, we're an independent broker too, which is great, which I love. Yeah, so, which is nice. Uh, Obviously, I appreciate independent brokers being one myself. Right. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, we have to support. <laughs> exactly. So the purpose of the show is to help inform people who may not be that familiar with the Palm Springs area, other than maybe visiting on a you know weekend or what have you, sure. to help them to understand what it would look like if they decided to pull up stakes and live in the Coachella Valley full time, maybe retire there, sure. um, and maybe just have a second home, you know, that sort of a thing, right? Yeah. It you know, historically, we've been known as a second home community, but more and more, we're becoming more of a year-round community. Why do you think yeah, that yes. is? Uh, well, I think you have the baby boomers are retiring. That's one key element. Um, right. So, people coming here from all over the country wanting a more plan to get a full retirement. But we're also getting a lot of people that... Um, can't afford LA. LA is their biggest feeder market. Um, so you know how expensive are there. So we, you know, now many people can work remotely actually. So we've, there's been more people coming here, buying their first home here, maybe still renting in LA, but then coming mm -hmm. out, maybe, maybe they can work virtually three or four days a week out or, right. you know, on the right. weekends. Or actually, that's so one of the things we teach our first time buyers is sometimes you want to yeah. buy your second home first. Yes, absolutely. And a lot, a lot of the times it's, you know, especially coming from the LA market or San Diego, it's, uh, you, you get more for your money out here. It's right. easier to qualify for a lot of people. Well, let's launch into that. So what does a middle-class person typically buy? What does that house look like? What does it cost? Where is it located? Yeah. Well, there's so many different housing options out here. So, you know, we it could go from, you can still get condos here from the low 100s, you know, a little one bedroom condo. Or, you know, if you're looking for like an average three bedroom, two bath home in Palm Springs, you're probably looking, oh, I would say around five to 600,000 now as average. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can go to some of the outlying cities. It's, it's so, when you think of Palm Springs, people don't often realize that there's nine or 10 different cities out here. Sure. So adjacent to Palm Springs is Cathedral City, and you can probably, you know, the houses are less expensive there. You can probably get a 
you know, basic three bedroom, two bath home with a pool for probably under 400,000. You know, wow. in Palm Springs, you're going to be looking at 600,000. Okay. Um, Palm Desert would probably be, you know, maybe 500,000. So there, you know, depending on your price point, there's some options and it really depends on where you want to be. And, uh, you know, the biggest question we have is like, well, what do you want your lifestyle to be here? You know, there's, there's a different uh, culture, basically, depending on the city that you're moving to. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, I, I actually vacationed out in the Palm Springs area for my birthday last year. We went to the oh. Integratron. The yeah. Integratron is the coolest thing ever. Oh, you know, I haven't done that yet. It's on my bucket list, but I, Paul, I wanted to sweetheart. make that. You live out there. That's like, that's like a Los Angeles person saying I've never been to Disneyland. I mean, seriously. No, I know it really is. Well, you can't do everything at once. You have to save stuff, right? So, well, um, no, but I want to do it. We want to do an office field trip there. That's yeah, amazing. no, the Integratron has to rank on the top of anyone's list for hippie, dippy, it could only yeah. exist here kind of thing, right? If anybody well, wants right to know, yeah, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll put a link to the Integratron in our show notes. Just know Absolutely. What talking about. But let's just yeah, say communicating with aliens is involved, okay? Seriously. Hey, you can't do that everywhere, so yeah. No, <laughs> you can't. Anyway. That aside, let's talk about real estate. Not yes, sure. Um, so let's just kind of talk, because I noticed that there's a huge difference in culture for what I, what I think of as the Joshua Tree side of Catola Valley versus yep. the kind of urbane, tourist-inflected culture that I found in Palm Springs itself. Well, and Joshua Tree is not really... Uh, Coachella Valley. So that's actually considered the high desert. I mean, we service that area, but that's even, it, it's it's a bit remote from right. the Coachella Valley. So the main difference, I think, up in the high desert, it, you know, it's very spread out. Um, it's much more rustic. Uh, um, there's not a whole lot up. I mean, it's very cool. A lot of people up um, you tend to get people that really want quiet and peace and alone time. You know, there's just, yeah. there's not a whole lot to do up there, but people love it. You know, the, the Joshua Tree Park is great to go hiking in. The stars are wonderful at night. There's no traffic, um, but it's, it's out there. You know, we've had people that think that's what they want and then they move out there and they're like, we're kind of bored <laughs> or lonely out there. Not for everybody, but there's definitely a market for that. And I, I, I could see, you know, we've had people in the film industry that just want to escape people and, and chill out and unplug. And that's a great place to do that. Right. And there's a great, you know, there's, there is some entertainment. There's Pappy and Harriet's is up there. I don't know if you get a chance to go mm -hmm. see that. That's a great venue for live music um, okay. up in Pioneer Town. And, and they get like Paul McCartney was there during Coachella um, a year or two ago, and they, they really get good talent up there. It's right. a lot of fun, but that's right. like the biggest venue that they have up there. Right, they and then I, noticed, then I noticed like La Quinta and Rancho Mirage seems to be rather upper end. What, well, so the, the, you know, in general, like Palm Springs, we have the international notoriety. I mean, that's, you know, it's definitely, a tourist destination, but it's it, not just that. It's it's got a you know there's a lot going on. There's a lot of new hotels and resorts going in. 
Uh, they just approved this huge arena that's going in downtown, which would be great for music venues. We'll have our own ice hockey team, which is kind of hard to believe, but okay. Canadians would probably love that. So, uh, um, but there's just a lot of development going down. They're redoing the downtown, and it really just has a village type atmosphere to it. Um, as you go down Valley, it kind of changes. You get Rancho Mirage um, and uh, Palm Desert tend to be a lot of gated golf communities mm -hmm. in all different price ranges. You know, from you can get a nice uh, country club condo in the 200s, or you know, be well over a million in, in a really exclusive uh, gated neighborhood type of thing. So. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, I mean, they, we all have our, our biases to each, but Down Valley, sometimes we consider that more like the Orange County of, of the Coachella Valley. You know, it's, it's, you're going to get more of your big box shopping. There's a Westfield Mall. Um, there's also El Paseo, which is kind of like our version of Rodeo Drive, right. for very high-end shopping. The Apple Store is there, so that's good to have that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a different culture than Palm Springs tends to be more individual boutiques. I mean, we have, we're starting to get more uh, franchises in, but um, it, it just has a different flavor to it than, than you do down Valley. So it depends what you're looking for, you know, definitely. If you're more into the golf culture, the country golf culture, you're probably going to skew more towards uh, the other, you know, the Palm Desert area more so than Palm Springs. But, right. you know, Palm Springs has a lot of culture going on. It's a big art scene there. Obviously, we're known for architecture. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot going on with that as well. We have, a, you know, one of the most well-known museums in the country, the Desert Art Museum. So, you know, there's just a, I think there's a lot more cultural things to do in Palm Springs and sophomore so then down it. So or some like people will totally disagree but <laughs> in general you know, I think like Palm Springs is a good mix of uh, boutique uh, very soulful lifestyle um, yeah a lot of things to do yeah it really is and it's more of a walking downtown I think um, more so like I don't even like Ranch Mirage doesn't really have a downtown. Um, okay. Palm Desert, like I said, they, they do have the Alpha Sale, but it's more of a mall culture type of thing, I'd say. So, so talk to me about, you know, living in the desert. I mean, it gets really hot there because, you know, desert. Yep. So <laughs> let's talk about how you deal with the weather. Let's talk about utility costs. I mean, that could sure. be spendy, right? It's, a uh, you know, it's a desert, so people say, does it get hot there? Yeah, it does. So, uh -huh. you know, and there are definitely people that love the heat. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the heat, so if you can travel, that's the best time to travel, is get away in August and September, those are our hottest months. But you, you learn to adapt, and so um, it, you, you tend to do stuff in the morning, do your exercise in the morning, running around, and, and you know, when the sun's not out. Once the sun goes down, it's still hot, but it's not as unbearable, so to speak. So, I mean, it's really lovely at night to entertain on your patio or balconies uh, in the evening. Um, you know, they were thinking uh, for the heat. So if you go to restaurants, they're all gonna have misters. Everybody right. has air conditioning. So, so the city is, made to tolerate the heat. I mean, it, yeah, it can get really hot going from your car to the market, you know, to a supermarket or something. Sure. You feel like you might pass out, but uh, you try to plan your trips after the sun goes down, but that's really only a couple months out of the year. Most of the, you know, I was in Pasadena and it got really hot there too, and I had my air conditioner on 
you know, probably four or five, six months out of the year as well. So, you're, you know, I do think your utility costs are going to be higher um, in the summer, mostly. Obviously, in the winter, there's no, so you might turn your heater on a little bit, but not all that much. Um, right. Um, but so that's what probably your, the biggest, what is, biggest what is, expense. So for a 2,000 square foot house, let's just say, what would your, I'm sorry? I didn't hear you. You cut said, out there. So for a 2,000 square foot house, just uh -huh. as kind of a middle of the road thing, how much yeah. would you expect to spend for your electricity bill in the summer? So that that's a good question, and it's a it's really going to vary if you're going to if you have a mid-century house compared to a house that's a newer house because okay. you know we're known for mid-century houses and they're beautiful and they're wonderful, but they weren't really made for summer living, so they won't have insulation. Okay. You know, they have the thin lines, but there's no attic or anything like that. So. You know, I've had some of the mid-century homes that I know of that people, you know, they can spend a thousand dollars a month on, on electric in the summertime. But mm -hmm. uh, and you, you know, most of us have pools, so you're also running the pool pump and all of that. But right. you know, probably a, a basic newer house would probably be half of that, I would think. Okay. Um, especially, you know, people have solar as well. I mean, that's huge. Right. I was going to ask, how awesome. common is solar electricity? It's very common, and I think it's even mandatory. And all new houses have that's to have true. solar too. That's, that's uh, a California so, law. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So we're seeing more and more of it. Um, a lot of people have solar. Really, it mm -hmm. makes sense too. But uh, so that you know, that's I think that you'll find it's probably the biggest. Your utilities are probably going to be higher here than they would be in your area. I would guess. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. So. Um, house will the cost. <laughs> so sorry. What did you say? I said that the price of your house should be half the cost, probably, of what well, uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is that. Um, yeah. So, you know, people buy out in your area for different reasons than they buy here, you know, obviously. So I'm guessing things like schools and public transportation are maybe not as big of a deal, but is there anything you want to share with us about that? Yeah, I knew you were going to ask me that. And, and I have to say, it's very rare that I have people that ask me about the school districts. So yeah, I don't know, I honestly, so. I don't know a whole lot about them. And usually, I, you know, there's so many websites that people can check to see how right. they're rated. You know, I, right. I, I don't have kids. So is it, so is it fair to say then that the people who are buying out in your area are either second home or retirees? It, it is a that's a big market, but it's not just retiree. You're also getting people that are buying now, and you know we have a really strong vacation rental market here. So you get a lot of people buying now with the intention of you know as an investment, they'll use the home a couple times a year and rent it out the rest of the time. So you know where they're not living here per se. If it's a younger family, you know they don't really as concerned about the kids, the schools because the kids don't live here full time. So um, I do you know. We I have a number of agents that have kids that go through the school system. They seem to think it's great, and uh, there's a, a number of private schools around as well. So, so I know we have schools. I know we have kids. I always <laughs> see them all in great. <laughs> is it fair to say then that your area is really friendly to VRBO and Airbnb and vacation rental businesses of that sort? Say that again. I'm sorry. Said, uh, is your area very friendly towards the VRBO Airbnb type? model right so the uh, a couple of the cities like palm desert uh have banned vacation rentals um 
Cathedral City is talking about, I don't know where they're at. I, I know they were discussing uh, banning vacation rentals. We had a referendum vote in Palm Springs. They tried to vote it out, uh, but that didn't pass, it lost by a landslide. So it's a huge business for Palm Springs. It generates a ton of income from the, from the uh, uh, occupancy tax on that too. So it, it's, you know, a lot of people do that. It's, um, you know, it's very lucrative and it helps our businesses real estate because it makes sense, you know, you're buying a property and you're not using it all year long. You can still rent it out and, and help pay your, your expenses by renting it out. Okay. So if someone were coming out from this area uh, and let's say that their priority was a smart investment, so that would be something that they would be able to rent it out when they're not occupying it. Maybe they're not right. ready to retire full time, but they think they're going to yeah. want to do that, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> and let's just say that they want to be a little bit of an outlier. They don't necessarily need to be where all the popular kids are there in sure. Palm Springs, um, but they want to buy in the next best community, right? People are always wanting to right. know what is the what do the locals think the next best community is. You know, the, that's really interesting because, so you have to look at it, like say they're, if they're looking to rent it out as well, you have to be really concerned about the neighborhood because some of the lower price, I don't know if you're hearing this, it looks like we got- Yeah, out. I am. Okay, because some of the maybe more affordable areas may not be areas that are, you're gonna be able to rent them out, rent homes out there. Right. So, uh, you know, we get, so that that's kind of a, a detailed question. So. If you say you were looking for something that you wanted to rent out and make a decent uh, income as a single family home, single family homes will rent year round, whereas condos are usually seasonal. They'll usually rent definitely January through March, but you might get a couple of shoulder months too. Um, but if you're looking for a single family home and say you want mid-century, you're probably looking around 700000 for something that's done, ready to go, that you won't have to, you know, which... You know, it's very hard to get work done here if you're not living here. So that's usually what we would recommend, buy something that's, you know, relatively turnkey. Um, so, yeah, you're looking around 700000 But that might generate, you know, depending on how well you market it, fifty to 60000 a year as a rental. Um, you know, so if you're looking for up-and-coming areas, like, you know, where's the best buy? I mean, actually right now what I think has a, a huge potential is um, Desert Hot Springs, which is... Uh, it's about 10 miles north of Palm Springs. Mm -hmm. It's always kind of gotten a bad reputation, but um, I mean, you you know, it's it, they're really working hard and there's some cool little communities up there. And, you know, if you're really on a budget, you can probably get a nice house for under 300,000 up there. Really? You're not too far from Palm Springs and right. there's nice neighborhoods up there. Right, too. Right, so right. That's a good value. I think also if you're, you know, if you really like mid-century and you're priced out of the Palm Springs market, you you know you can get so much more for your money in Palm Desert as well. So, but you can't rent it out. It's a drawback in Palm Desert. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, got it. Got it. Um, need to get that. Hang on one second. Sorry about that. Okay. No worries. So we've talked a little bit about what's changing in your neighborhood, like the rules and attitudes around Airbnb. 
Is there anything else that's really changing in your neighborhood and your towns right now? There's not major change other than just the growth, really. And, I, you know, we really are starting to attract a younger crowd. Um, the, with the onset of, you know, the Coachella Music Festival, obviously that attracts a much younger crowd. Right. Um, Palm Springs has just been put on the radar more. It's, it's getting more attention. We're getting more international press. And, and as far as that goes, I mean, that's, you know, that helps. When I first came here 20 years ago, I used to joke you could shoot a cannonball down Palm Canyon Drive and not hit anything. Now we're starting to see we're more year round. Mm -hmm. Used to be the restaurants would close in the summertime because it was hard to stay open, but hardly anybody, they may close a couple weeks in the summer, but usually they stay open. And we're getting some new cool places or new speakeasies opening up, wine bars. medical marijuana dispensary clubs. Good <laughs> Lord, it sounds like the hipsters are coming to your town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just, uh, you know, there's there's a lot living here, actually. It's exciting. I mean, I've been, even though I've been here this long, there's always new stuff that's happening. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's fresh and it's not boring at all. And there's a new... Um, Last, the last two years, they had the Desert X exhibition, which is an international art exhibition with great install. If you're into that, you know, great installations all over uh, the desert, which are really unique. And then, you know, we have the whole modernism week thing that's grown to, um, oh, I think we get over 100,000 people that come to town. That's crazy. That. And, that's you know, crazy. Just great lectures, tours, uh, features and things going on marketplaces and things so it's exciting you know it's a fun place to live so um i saw in your facebook feed that you had developed like what is it a tiny home or a prefab home community yeah so uh my background is actually architecture so i had a developer came to me a couple years ago and said Hey, do you want to sell mobile homes? And I'm like, well, not really. But he <laughs> said, if I'm doing this new, this mobile home park, we have a hundred lots. You want to do something? I'm like, sure, let's do something fun, like tiny homes. And, and uh, so I had to kind of sell them on that. And uh, um, we worked on the, you know, trying to find the manufacturer. So we did all the design work for that. We ended up designing them ourselves because we couldn't find the right product. Um, and that's been really successful. So that's, I think we're probably the only community like this in the country right now. Um, where we took, you know, took an old mobile home park, we infilling all the homes with kind of modern prefab homes is what they are. So um, that's, we've sold what, about 80 homes in the last two years. So we have, mm-hmm. we're almost done. We have about 20 more to go. Oh and goodness. that's been great for people that, actually a lot of people that already live here that have the pool homes and the big homes with yards and stuff to maintain that just want, you know, to downsize and live more minimally and lock and leave and travel more. So, um, and then we've, you know, we've got some first time buyers, we've got some uh, snowbirds, people from Canada living here, but it's been, it's been a fun project because it's something, uh, it's a different housing type that's available to people. It's whereas most of the new homes that are being developed are, you know, two stories and 2,500 square feet, zero lot line type of thing. And a lot, a lot, much higher price point, you know, we're, Usually under two hundred fifty thousand. Most new homes in here start around six to seven hundred thousand. 
Wow. Okay. So the tiny homes are under 250. And yeah. yeah. And last time I was there biking around, I think I stumbled on a new build. I think it was 1,500 square foot and they wanted, I think, eight something for it. It's like, wow. Yeah. I don't, cool, I, I must be able to feel the typical buyer is. They all start around 2,000 square feet and, uh, uh, and a lot of two stories, which is, doesn't do too well in the desert, you know, especially with some people looking to retire. They don't want to do stairs. So, or, and it's also a lot more expensive to heat a second level too. But that's what, you know, as land gets more expensive, that seems to be what in Palm Springs itself. Sounds like you're going through some development pains there. A little bit, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. As, again, as you go, you know, as you go towards Indio, towards the outskirts areas, and again, uh, Desert Hot Springs as well, um, you know, the prices drop. But if you're going to be right in the core of Palm Springs, you're, you're looking at more denser housing. Uh, but we have a whole new development that's uh, in the north part of town that uh, under construction for like 2,200 homes and it's built around this uh, olive orchard and they're cultivating the olive oil and selling it to help pay for the HOA fees. It's, it's kind of an interesting concept, but okay. uh, that'll be, you know, that should open probably next year. That's coming up too. Oh my goodness. So all all kinds of all kinds yeah. of things going on out there. Yeah. So I usually ask this question because as you know, I'm interviewing people across the country um, and every area has their own natural disaster that happens on you know, a somewhat regular basis. I don't want to assume that I know what yours is. So what do you guys do? <laughs> yeah, we kind of live on a fault zone here. <laughs> okay, so um, same as what we deal with, right? That Yeah, know. it's, you know, the San Andreas Fault runs down the middle, we're in a valley, you know, in the middle of the valley. Um, oddly enough, you know, we do the natural hazard reports, and, you know, they note that we're in an earthquake area, but not Palm Springs itself. It never comes up that it's, you know, right on the fault zone, so... Mm. Um, you know, and I think I've heard different things on an expert, but, you know, being on sand, there's not as much movement, I guess, if there is an earthquake. So, you know, it's just, in California, it's one of the things that we deal with. And, right. um, mm. you know, the good news in your area, too, it's, it's supposed to be the stick-built homes, you know, your traditional wood frame construction to do the best in earthquakes. Uh, yeah, actually. You don't have any comes out here so my perception is that palm springs does not have the threats that we're used to here you know the wildfires that get out of control and and if a quick happens you don't have the big towers and stuff to come tumbling down so no yeah you don't have that and and we do have there have been a few wildfires on the mountains but you know it's all desert brush so it burns really fast so there's not right. a lot of fuel so there's there's been a few homes threatened but you know i know when i lived in san fernando valley it's like almost every year we had to evacuate right. in chatsworth because there was a fire so it's it, we don't have that threat as much which is a good yeah thing. it seems like it's know, a as far as earthquake you just you you know you if you're smart hopefully we all have our earthquake kits and water and supply and you know it, it's something we have to deal with but most of so I have a question for you that was not on my list, but I think I'm going okay. to add it. And that question is, what other things that real estate agents or really anybody in your area, what they don't tell 
potential buyers that they really should. You know, you know, salespeople have a tendency to gloss over shit and like, oh, yeah, everything is all rainbows and unicorns here. Don't worry. What are some things that you think people should know? I'm not saying necessarily negative. I'm just looking for real truth. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, we touched on it. The heat, you know, it's hot in the summer. It's not comfortable. There's no doubt about it. You know, you just, if you can make other plants get out of town you know that's the best thing but it's not totally unbearable you know the other thing there's certain parts of the desert that tend to be windier than others if you're in the north part of i mean you get wind at all times of the year different times of the year everywhere you live in the desert it's just Mm -hmm. part of wind's climate Uh, but there are some areas that do get uh more wind than others and it's seasonal like and it's usually as we're getting into the hotter months and right as we're starting to cool down. So right now we just finished a windier period. But um, so you want your agent to tell you about those neighborhoods. You should, you know, some people hate the wind. And I mean, I've always lived in a windier area, so I, it doesn't bother me. But I'm definitely, I, I've heard buyers in the past say, oh, my agent never told me about that. It's like, you know, it's such a common thing. But, right. uh, you know, it's windy enough where you're definitely not going to be reading a book out by your pool and uh-huh. uh, we won't the joke is you won't have umbrellas because they become airborne weapons so you'll have umbrellas and always get heavy pool furniture i, I mean even my own house i have my barbecue get blown in the pool wow so like first okay. problems, but it does happen so you know that it, that's an issue and and in the windier areas the house is probably going to be a little more affordable so it, it goes back to you know, when people are looking at the Zillow or Trulia, Realtor.com, and they see stuff, issues like that, they aren't going to know about that just by reading, you know, reading the descriptions and, you know, not to give, well, give us a little bit of a plug. That's why you want a, a yeah. qualified agent that really knows the area. Even, right. you know, we get a lot of LA agents that want to sell in Palm Springs who don't really know. But, um, you know, there's areas in, in Palm Desert that are million, are, uh, Rancho Mirage, excuse me, that are, you know, million dollar neighborhoods, but they're right under the flight path. And you might not realize that, if, you know, if you're just coming, looking in town. So that, you know, that you have specifics in your neighborhood too. Oh yeah. That's um, why I, that's exactly the kind of stuff I was looking for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So issues like that. There's some issues about, there's two different, um, uh, power district, real water district, people's call it's down valley but their power charges are are less than southern california edison so if you're you know if you're really budget minded you might want to be in the imperial district instead of the edison district and what so and what counts in the imperial district like as an example I think, it's a, I think they call it the imperial i don't know why they would call it the water district. i sell so little in the down valley area where that is that <laughs> okay. i don't know the exact i do know that you know, some people are really concerned about being in that area. So down uh, Down Valley would be what kind of communities? Because I'm hazy. Indio, um, Thousand Palms, uh, not La Quinta. And I don't think La Quinta's in that, but uh, okay. it's more the eastern edge of the valley. Okay, all right, cool. cool. You know, and that's something you'll find too, even looking here, is it's a, there's about 600,000 people in the whole valley. and and you know some agent specializes in different parts it's like i you know it'd be like you selling in manhattan beach that's not necessarily your territory right so it's like you know if somebody comes to me and says i want to buy i don't know too much about the so i'd refer them to 
one of the agents on my team that sells more in there. So, right. so that's something to note when they're looking in Palm Springs. People will often ask, well, where do you want to live? And many times people don't know because they really right. don't understand how big it is. Uh, but you want to get an agent that focuses on a specific neighborhood, or not neighborhood, more of a specific city than the other. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be reasonable for a Los Angeles person to just assume, you know, it's a desert agent, they can do everything, right? Yeah, it, it's, well, and most of out of area agents that, you know, you're in LA, it's like, well, you know, for a million dollar listing, I might go to drive down to the Valley, and, and we get, you know, we deal with that a lot, and it's like, you know, we realize how much that they don't know. Just like me, if I were trying to, you know, I bought a house in Pasadena a couple of years ago. I didn't buy, I didn't represent them. So I hired someone because I don't know all the ins right. and outs of Pasadena. So. Right. Yeah. Well, preaching to the choir here about that one, Paul, for sure. <laughs> so, which leads me to the, right? <laughs> don't you dare. You stay out of my town. <laughs> um, although that's not true. I think it'd be really cool to have you here. <laughs> I love, you know, I'm from that area originally, so I like that area. <laughs> Come on over, babe. We got a great brokerage. Yeah. Um, so what would you think would be a super intelligent question for someone to ask an agent in, in your area? I mean, I'm obviously, anybody listening to this recording, you should work with Paul and his team. He has people that specialize in probably all the various communities you're interested in. But yeah. Just for you know, academic sake, what do you think would be a good question to ask an, a, a prospective agent? You know, again, I would. It's more so trying to figure out what it is that, that you want. Why are you moving to the desert? You know, and it's just, are you moving into just one second home that's low maintenance, or uh, you know, I think that's more us asking them. It's like, are, is it you're going to retire in or? You know, what do you foresee your lifestyle to be? And it, 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 because so many people don't really, and you know, they see Palm Canyon and, and the biggest request is we want to be able to walk to Palm Canyon. It's like, that's great if you have over a million dollars to spend, you know, because most of the houses around Palm Canyon are going to be in that price range, just a few condos. But, you know, that's, I think that's the biggest uh, thing that you want to work with your agent to help narrow down what exactly it is that, that you want. And maybe you don't know, you know, that, that happens too. Like, you, you know, you might not know if you want to be in Palm Desert or Palm Springs, but, you know, talk to the agent and find out, you know, ask the questions that you've asked. What's the difference between the different communities? You know, what can I expect my lifestyle to be like there, you know, if, you, if you're not there? No. It almost so sounds think, like a, a good tack to take would be, any agent that you have your initial conversation with is that agent trying to find out what's best for me or just show right. me the house I said I wanted to see. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it's, you know, I've only worked in Palm Springs, so I don't know what a regular market is, but it's not like, you know, it's rare that hey, we're growing family, we need a four bedroom house. We were in a three bedroom house. You know, it's, it, that's usually not the type of buyer that we're getting. It's, it's mostly, it's going to be, out of area so it there, not that there's always a one size fits all for anybody but, um, right exactly it's a little more it's a little more complex and and especially you know i think people coming from there's always a trust issue like you know if you don't live up here you know you're using it you're take it or, or not so you know it's always like ask them what experience they mean um in in the market you know how well do they know the market so if your agent's going to be your 
resource for buying here. You just want to make sure they have the background and knowledge of the area that you're working in. That's awesome. Well, I think we've pretty much used up all our time. So I wanted to sign off and say thank you. You yeah. are Paul Kaplan with Paul Kla Kaplan Real Estate. Is that the full name of your company? Paul Kaplan Group of Indianville Homes. So yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. And uh, all your contact information is going to be on the show notes down below. If you have any questions, if you want to explore if Palm Springs and the Coachella Valley is the best place for you to retire, please reach out to him or reach out to me and we'll make sure we get your questions answered. So I'm Kendall Young, broker and owner of Digs. It's been so much fun as always talking with you, my friend. And I look forward to well, the next time that you and I can have lunch together. Well, thanks Kendall. I, thanks for having me on, I appreciate it. Okay, awesome, thank you. Take care.